For those of you who only started attending All Saints over the course of the last summer, I'd like to take this time to introduce myself. I'm that guy whose name is on the front of the bulletin with the title Rector next to it. For those of you who are just visiting, coming in today for Rally Day, or for those of you who've just been so busy this summer, you probably haven't noticed, the Rector has been away for the last two and a half months on sabbatical. And this is my first Sunday back since June the 2nd. Thank you. I hope you're still clapping in 45 minutes when I finish the sermon. <laughs> What's that all about? You may be wondering, what is a sabbatical? Well, if you haven't heard it enough over the summer, a sabbatical is meant to be an extended time of rest, prayer, and revitalization. And just let me tell you, my sabbatical time over the course of this past summer included all of that and so much more. And it was able to be accomplished so much for me because as much as I truly miss this church and all of you over these last two and a half months, I never once had any doubt whatsoever that this parish was under the best care available by Mother Lisa Miro. If there's anything I've been sure of in this church over these past few seasons, it is that right now we have one of the best ministry teams of any church our size in the Diocese of Florida. Mother Lisa, with the help of Deacon Mark, with Hillary, Michael, Molly, and Elizabeth in the church office, with your wonderful vestry and wardens, and with all the dedicated volunteers is truly a dream team for this parish and for me as a rector. And it is because of that I was able to sleep well every single night I was away in Ireland and South Carolina and with Audrey and Aoife over these final few weeks at home here in Jacksonville. And truly, I knew that Mother Lisa had done a phenomenal job and had worked extremely hard while I was away because ever since I pulled into the parking lot this past Monday, she's been the most incredibly happy person to see me. And now I think about it, I haven't seen her since Monday. No, joking. <laughs> and let me just say, I hope all of you are prepared for the amount of sermons, Christian formation classes, and discussions you're going to hear about my time away because it was without question one of the most incredible blessings that I've experienced in my 12 years as a priest, and I absolutely mean that. Yes, it was restful it was, as it was supposed to be, but it was also challenging, but challenging in that amazing way that always makes you feel no matter how tough it might have been, it was worth it in the end. During my time with the Trappist monks of Mepkin Abbey in South Carolina, which was of course the very heart of my sabbatical time, I found myself learning more than I really expected to learn, making more new friends than I expected to make, and truly finding myself closer to God in that silence of the monastery than I ever thought I could be. It was overwhelming, it was moving, and it was powerful. If you can believe me, somehow over the, that course of a month, I managed to participate in around 215 prayer services. I received communion and attended Holy Eucharist for 32 straight days. I sang all 150 psalms in the Hebrew Bible twice. 
I had small group discussions daily, spiritual directions with the prior of the monastery every week, and even sang with the small scola choir every Sunday morning in the monastic community. And by the grace of God, the vows I made to the order of Cistercians of the strict observance kept me, with God's help, from eating meat until the day I removed and returned my monastic robe at the end of my month-long stay. For those of you who so generously provided me with secret provisions for my suitcase, I have to tell you I didn't take one stick of beef jerky with me. From my perspective, this church has given me the generous opportunity to be away from you for an extended Sabbath. And so I made the most of that time by turning it around and giving the majority of it back over to God. And now, as I said, man, I hope y'all's ready because I am back with a mission to give everything I gathered in my head and heart back to you at All Saints, to put all those blessings to work in this church and in this community. I'm charged up and I'm overjoyed to be home. And I just hope you're ready to hear a whole lot of stories and sermons about monks, mushrooms, and being silent. (laughs) But today ain't that day, brothers and sisters, because today is rally day. Every single year when the summer approaches its finale, As school starts back and vacation time comes to an end, this is that day when we send out a call with the best jazz music available here in Jacksonville. To somehow cast out the hooks and bring you back in and charge you up. We fire up the grill, we send up smoke signals, we bring out the coolest kids' games and activities and bouncy castles we can find, and we invite our neighbors. And really, we do all of it simply to put out that rallying cry for the children of God to come back home and to get excited about their faith. You know, I was thinking about this last night, and it brought back to me memories of the stories of Moses Moses' sister Miriam and King David, they would have been blowing the Jewish shofar, that loud horn of the Israelites, which was made from the horn of a ram. Well, here at All Saints, we prefer to use the saxophone. But it's all for the same reason, to rally God's people back to the family of God and to energize you to bring your heart and your soul back to the good news of Jesus Christ. As I just tried to lay out for you, truthfully, at the heart of all I was doing the course of the last two and a half months, it was to rally my heart and soul again for the faith. And it inspired me to come back and challenge you to try to convince you that with all that's going on in the world, the right answers can be found for everything in God's incredible love through life and death and resurrection of His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Let me take a moment to say that one more time just to make sure that all of you all the way in the back heard me clearly. The answer that I've been convinced of all my life and even more so after my time away is that the answers to all the problems that are facing us right now in the darkness of this world, in the great division of this nation, in the struggles and trials of our families, our jobs, and in our personal lives are freely available to us 
in God's incredible, forgiving, and undying love for every single one of us, revealed to the world most perfectly in the life, the death, and the resurrection of His Son, Jesus Christ. That's what Rally Day and really every other day within the church is all about. And you get a sense of that this morning if you listen to that story from the Gospel. The Gospel of Luke this morning is telling us about a Sabbath day when Jesus was out teaching in the synagogue. The Sabbath day, of course, was set up to be sort of like a weekly sabbatical, a day to set aside for prayer and honor and worship of God for all of God's gifts. But all those years ago, with Jesus in the picture, sometime the rest and prayer of the Sabbath could turn into a rally cry to recover, to restore, and to even resurrect those who were walking dead in the world. And brothers and sisters, that's exactly what happens in the gospel story this Rally Day Sunday. For while Jesus is teaching, he looks out on that great crowd. And the scriptures tells us that while he's looking out over the crowd, he spies a woman who's walking bent over, struggling to walk because she's been crippled, the Bible tells us, for 18 years. Now, the gospel doesn't say that she was a regular attendee of the synagogue. And if she was able, maybe she was only occasionally able to get there because of the pain and stress. It doesn't tell us as if she was there simply to hear the powerful music for inspiration or maybe to pick up a good meal. And for whatever reason she's there, it doesn't even appear that she's come to see Jesus. But what we know from the Gospel of Luke is that it's Jesus who's coming to find her. For Jesus sees her walking, bent over and unable to stand up straight. And Jesus calls out to her to come to him. And however long it takes her to respond and to make it over to Jesus, she doesn't even have to say anything. For Jesus, in his deep love and compassion, simply looks into her eyes and proclaims to her, Woman, you are set free. And the gospel says he lays his hands on her and immediately she stands up straight for the first time in 18 years and begins to praise God. Friends, can you imagine this morning what it would be like If in your most stressful moments, in your hardest, most painful experiences, without even making an appointment or calling in a prescription or asking for help, love and hope somehow reached out and touched you and helped you find your way forward to stand up straight and to sing out with joy no matter what was happening in this world. What if in your darkest times there was always a light like a tiny candle that was lit in the distance that began to grow and shine light on you and give you peace even in the midst of darkness? What would it be like if in your greatest loneliness and moments of despair, you always had the promise of feeling warm arms of unconditional love wrapping around you and making you warm? Brothers and sisters, that's what we're here to rally around today the promise and the hope of Jesus Christ. The one thing we have left in this human world where everything we try to put together seems to blow up. Everybody we call into leadership seems to disappoint us. Everything we think we can figure out fails. Where there's one thing left that will not fail, and that's Jesus Christ. The love He has never dies. The hope He can give you will never go away. 
And no matter how well you're together in your life, when the dark moment comes and it comes for all of us, you always have someone there to reach out and to hold you. Friends, I hope this day will rally you to give that a chance. If you're thinking to yourself, oh, it's easy for you to say you're a priest. Well, I encourage you to consider to try it out from this day forward. You made it here today. I don't know why you came in here. Maybe you felt like you needed to give thanks to God for the football win last night. I don't know. Maybe you wanted to see the guy that's on the front of the bulletin for the first time in two and a half months. I don't know. But you're here today. God brought you here. What is God calling you to do over the course of these next four months of the year and maybe beyond that? Would you give it a chance to come here and be with us at All Saints? Would you give your faith a chance in the midst of this upcoming tumultuous year that we have in front of us to give Jesus a chance to give you hope in the midst of despair? If you will know that there's no contract you have to sign, no fee you have to pay, you don't have to talk to me or Lisa or to Deacon Mark, but we're always there to talk to you. All you need to do is come and be with us. Let this day rally you. Take the excitement home. Heck, take home a, a plate of chicken with you. Put it in your refrigerator or in your freezer and let it remind you to come here and be with us over the course of the rest of the year. Let yourselves be rallied with hope in the faith and love that God is trying to give out to you and to all the world because he loves you no matter what you experience and no matter where you've been. I got a rally call while I was hanging out with the monks and the mushrooms. And I want to bring that rally call home to you. Listen to this music. Come back next week. It'll be here, I'm sure, one way or the other. And see what God can do for you. It's good for me to be home. Thank you. <laughs>